Welcome back, this is episode 002 of Penzo Street Physio Direct, PSPD. My name is Lawrence, I'll be your host again today. I had a question from someone with regards to overtraining. Interesting, let's get into it. So with overtraining, there are three main states. One State one is called functional overreaching, which is when you accumulate training load, which leads to a direct decrease in performance, but then after a period of rest, leads to increased performance. This is what you want when you train. You have other states called non-functional overreaching, when you have a short decrease in performance, which is a little bit longer, or maybe quite a bit longer than functional overreaching. This is when you do not get an increase in performance at the end of the day, this is not good, if you keep going, you get to the third, third state, which is overtraining syndrome, which is way past functional overreaching. You do get a long-term decrease in performance, um, ranges from weeks to years, and you can get psychiatric or psychological disturbances. This is obviously really bad. Um, quite interesting when I looked into it. Uh, different from chronic fatigue syndrome, which I have had a couple of patients have had. Um, but it they may sound the same, overtraining syndrome and chronic fatigue syndrome, but they are, I think that they are different things. Anyways, with overtraining syndrome, just to go into it a little bit more, um, you usually get an imbalance with your social life, your training life, your sleeping life, your eating life, um, oh, my eating life is a bit imbalanced at the moment. Um, so basically what you, what I'm trying to say is that it's not just from training hard. Um, from what I've read, uh, it's not the training stresses. It's the other stresses that lead to this overtraining syndrome. Interestingly enough, you get changes in metabolic immune system, muscle inflammation, hormones, uh, I'll give you an example, creatine kinase is higher, um, which kind of implies that there's a bit more muscle damage in there. Interestingly enough, cortisol, cortisol um, adenocorticotrophic hormone, IGF-1, basal tests are normal um, in overtraining syndrome, um, and I don't know why. I'm not sure if the experts know why. You have to ask an expert on that. Uh, the parallel which I draw to this would be similar to stress fractures, um, how the bone in stress fractures does not respond uh, positively to load as well compared to normal. Some would say it's not listening enough. There are other things that lead to overtraining syndrome, but I'm not sure. So I guess what I'm trying to say is don't get to this stage. Don't even get to non-functional overreaching. Just you need to get functional overreaching, yes, so you need to accumulate a training load and you may feel crap and you and your, your performance may decrease, but then after a period of perhaps deloading should increase um, your performance after that. So you may need to employ recovery systems or auto-regulation systems, which obviously the term of auto-regulation in strength sports has been uh, pushed uh, a lot by say reactor training systems, Fuderu, um, super and probably potentially originated from super training. 
Um, so if you are an athlete and you are you feel like you are overreaching and you are getting to the state where you are overreaching non-functionally because I highly doubt you have overtraining syndrome, that's a different monster altogether. So I'm gonna call it non-functional overreaching. If you've reached that point, you need to chat with your coach. You need to, if you don't have a coach, you need to really look at your kind of training and you really need to look at your recovery process. Everyone recovers differently. Everyone has a different rate of recovery depending on your situation. So you need to, this is the part where you potentially individualize it. I myself know that if I undergo my powerlifting training, I will have to deload every fourth week so i can go for three weeks but then after three weeks i am fucked so things to consider about recovery and yes there are many experts that can talk about recovery much better than i can but in general sleep okay if you don't get enough it will fuck with all your systems it will decrease your performance increase your perception of exertion even after one night's sleep one night of crap sleep it will decrease your coordination, cognition, mood, and can potentially affect your body composition as well. There are things called chronotypes in sleep. Um, so you might be a morning guy, you might be an evening guy. Um, like I said, there's lots of people who can talk about that in much more detail. But um, try your best to sort of fit your own chronotype and um, try your best to follow um, the guidelines that the experts come out with regards to sleep. How else do you recover? You gotta eat, okay? You gotta make sure your energy intake is adequate for the activity that you're doing, okay? You need to get your appropriate macronutrients and micronutrients in, um, potentially, especially protein. So you may need to talk to your dietitian, nutritionist, even your general practitioner. Um, you also need to control, potentially, have a think about controlling um, your stress or your stress response, okay? If you wanna know a little bit about stress, you have on a fundamental level, stress response is to prepare an organism to manage fight or flight situations to a perceived threat. This is really important. You can get heaps of individual variations, basically, so everyone handles stress differently, okay? You can't just tell someone to suck it up. You need to consider that everyone is different. What is interesting uh, empirically, so what I've seen in the clinic, and what is potentially, there is some emerging data from the science, is that I have found that more active people or people who partake in more physical activity are just more resilient in general compared to the sedentary population. That's what I found clinically. Um, you just can handle pain a bit more and you're less likely to die. Probably a good thing, okay? So in a nutshell, if you are, over, if you are overreaching, then you may consider a deload or you may consider a period of, um, say, underloading, you could say, to allow for supercompensation and communicate to your coach, communicate to all involved parties with regards to this kind of thing, okay? Everyone needs to know if your coach doesn't know about this and just keeps pushing you, 
you're not gonna do yourself any favors. You're not gonna increase your performance in the long term. You're gonna take longer to recover. You need to find the sweet spot. You need to work with that and still put in the hard yards, still work. I ain't saying you're not working. You gotta fucking work. You still need to work, but you still need to recover as well. There are things about program design. Uh, if you're doing like a training program, um, if you're doing your own training program, just make sure that your program allows for recovery and, and the super compensation. Like I said, everyone's different. You're gonna have to find your sweet spot. I mean, I had a chat uh, to a couple mates and I mean, one guy now has found out that uh, every, I think three days, he needs a day break and that works quite well. That's fantastic if you find that, if you're able to think and critically analyze yourself and find that sweet spot, that's that's what you wanna do. That, this is the whole point, okay? Do that. That's it for today. That's episode two. Um, if you guys have any other questions, let me know. Peace out. If you've survived this long, thanks for listening. Now, don't go off into the sunset and bluntly do what I may have said or recommended. Seek proper advice from qualified healthcare professionals. Like, comment, subscribe, or book in if you'd like us to assist.